0: You are listening to the 23 personnel podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All
1: right. What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the other, another episode 23 personnel podcast. I'm your host, Spencer joined by Michael. It's been a while since I flubbed that. What's going on, man?
2: Yeah, you've, you've had a really good streak. That's really impressive. Uh, I, Not a lot going on, you know, just typical dad talk over here. We're going to talk some weather right off the bat. May or may not be raining right now. We don't know. We forgot what rain sounds like and (laughs) we we might get some. So you might hear some on the pod. We'll see. But currently, according to weather.com, it's 78 degrees and the condition is widespread dust. Welcome to the 23 Personnel (laughs) podcast. I don't know why we didn't just change it. Is it too late to rebrand? Can we be the widespread dust podcast? We can, just, we'll
1: just it, it'll, it'll update the artwork going back and the yeah. the, the the reads will, will will be you know it's fine say, hey welcome to the twenty three personal podcast like, wait that, I guess they change it like if you went to the very first episode when we were in the come and talk it podcast that's right erroneously labeled and hit with a
2: cease and desist yeah a cease and, a des- and desist we almost got lawyers involved but we decided we not did to. we didn't have a lawyer involved he oh, said you should probably not <laughs> he was like don't do this <laughs> you should so, change so we'll, we'll, we'll see maybe widespread dust is available just um uh you know just follow us at widespread dust <laughs> on Colorcast. if you're listening live on Colorcast, welcome I think I saw some lightning.
1: I saw some lightning out of the the oh boy shades over there. Oh boy. Hey, speaking of uh tech podcasts, do you know there's like twelve of them out there? Oh, hey, there's there's thunder. I don't know if you're gonna hear that. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, and and twelve may be an exaggeration. I, I I counted up, and I sent the. I don't know if it is. It's close. It's close. Oh, hold on. I, I I did send a nearly exhaustive list in our our Twitter chat here. Um yeah, there's quite a few now. Because most of it was talking about okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay.
2: Eleven. There's eleven. I said twelve right at the joke. Probably while we've been recording, a twelfth one. A twelfth one. Has is, formed. Yeah. yeah. The twelfth the twelfth man has entered the chat. Yeah, we're we're yeah, here the, that, There's that's a little raining. tater wagon rolling rolling up there. Um, we, we don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with it raining. It has it has rained. Gosh, this is this is so exhilarating for people. It has rained barely two inches here since September. It is like it is check the calendar. It is, two inches. it is May tenth. <laughs> it is May, people. It has been
1: nearly a calendar year. Um, so sorry, this is long <laughs> long way back to saying we are one of, if not the longest running Texas Tech podcast out there.
2: I do think so. I think, in terms of because longevity one of them and under the same name, one of them had uh
1: had predated us, but i don't e i i think there may have been a break or they that show may have stopped completely. it may have, and then there's the guns up Nation network of shows, correct then there's the twenty three personnel network
2: oh, yeah we we kind of where we're kind of a, I say network. It's 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 us. Kind of a pirate ship network. It's yeah, it's, it's us, and we have some friends who also podcast. <laughs> we have some friends that podcast. Um, <laughs> we just have. We know appreciate
1: them yeah, we appreciate you guys that are listening to us right now because you're listening to us. You chose us. Yeah, right now to listen to it. Like you, you can listen to other shows. I, I'm not saying you. We have to be no, your exclusive not. provider of Texas Tech podcast content. Everyone has something to offer. Yes, everyone has something to offer.
2: Yes. Now I don't know what most of it is because I, I don't have time to listen to 12 I, podcasts i will just be honest. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a it's not a slight but you know I, I just can't I can't I used to be able to listen to podcasts at work I can't anymore. And so once I cut that out and I have a 7 minute commute my podcast time is very limited. <laughs>
1: and of course our podcasts uh, are Eclipsing
2: hour and a half. Notoriously months. short. Yeah. Yeah. Just really, Anyways. really short podcasts. Always at 23 personnel slash widespread dust.
1: Really? All that to say, we appreciate you guys' support through the years. This is year number five for us. Oh, my gosh. Yep. We've done four years. This is the start. We're four months into year five. 276 episodes strong. Assuming our count is correct. It would be higher than sure. that if it's wrong. Sure. More episodes <laughs> than that. Um, going back, like I said, back to the days when we were the come and talk It podcast. Yeah. Even considering that, I, I still think we were the long, cause that, that, that season and desist letter came within like two or three weeks.
2: Yeah. It wasn't very long was that fair. we, that the rebrand happened. You probably didn't even they notice came after us fast. Yeah, they did. Anyways,
1: you can follow us on Twitter at 23 personnel and maybe at widespread dust. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me, Spencer at punts suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can also follow us over on ColorCast, which is where we broadcast these shows live Tuesday nights at 9. ColorCast, as you know, is the live audio-only sports talk platform for you to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, live podcasts, and reacting to breaking news. Weather reports. <laughs> weather reports from Lubbock, Texas on Tuesday, May 10th at 9.26 p.m. All you need to do is download the Colorcast app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to Twitter, follow us at 23 Personnel. We'll be going live Tuesday nights at 9. Come with your spiciest takes. All right, Michael. We have we have some baseball to talk. I'm to update from I mean, we, we were watching the game as as we were recording last week, so. It's been a full week since there's been a game. There will be another few days before there's another game. But let's talk some Texas tech, tech baseball.
2: Yes, let's. Left field. Well struck. Desloney
0: picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home. ...reps and some time because all the teams... Are... Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven deep to right. head to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big...
1: almost missed the intro or the uh the coming back we were looking at radars we're just too too <laughs> engaged in the weather yeah <laughs> texas tech takes took down the abilene christian wildcats
0: welding instructor alex Declaire knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders
1: 16 to 12 last Tuesday evening as we were recording. Should have been
2: 36 to 12.
1: 36 to zero. That would have been. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Currently sitting at 32 and 16, still 11 and seven in big 12 standings. Are your red Raiders? The question is Michael, without solving the Sunday problem, can you win with this Sunday problem?
2: I'm going to say,
1: no, because <laughs> we, we've talked about it. We, we've, we've documented it. It's not a pitching problem. It's not a offense problem. It's a team problem. What it, how, All the way around. Yeah, I mean, that's how I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Man, I'm just bumbling over Just here. at a loss. I mean, I, I did kind of steer into that skit a little bit, but oh, yeah. still, it is astounding, the numbers between Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. I think it's unlikely. I think though you could slide into Omaha baseball analogy. If, yeah, if you can take care of business in games 1
2: and 2 of your well you'd have to play 3 in the in the, in the regional. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. That third game's going to get you. At some point. It's really going to hurt and i i feel like unless well, okay what scenario would it take for tech to completely drop out of the regional i mean would it well so you would they have probably have like get swept in their last two big 12 series and then you know the the big 12 tournaments all always kind of a
1: so you mean like whatever. W- what is what is it what does texas tech have to do to not even make oh sorry that's my <laughs> your cat food <laughs> yeah what does text have to do to not make a regional yeah
2: i think that's what we need to try to focus on and work our way back a little bit
1: i don't know because currently as of today your rpi is 46 which is not oof good you know how many teams make the the tournament no i don't 64 okay okay so you're you're
2: a little low for comfort in the rpi you're definitely probably out but of hosting you have a... Uh, Definitely, probably, yes. Probably out of hosting, yes. yes. You
1: do have a chance, depending how you finish the season in Big 12 play, possibly pay, play your way back into that conversation with series on the road this weekend against Oklahoma State Cowboys and the next weekend at home versus the Sooners. Both RPI schools better than you. I think the the latest I've seen, and, it, and it's a projection, obviously, was that you were projected as a two seed in the Coral Gables regional, which you've done before and won as a two seed in uh, Coral Gables, which is Miami. Um, the problem is, regardless <laughs> regardless of like what seed you you are, you need to play three games in a regional. The hell is a gable? Isn't that the the front of the house?
2: Yeah, the part of a wall that encloses the end of a pitched roof. Yeah, there you go. The front triangle in the house. Because aside from Anne, from Wentz, Gables of Green. Yeah, you lost me. Anne of Green Gables, I don't know. <laughs> I still never really knew what a gable was. Okay, so Anyways, Coral Gables. Yeah. Is that even, is there such a thing? No. Okay. It, it, it's the name of a city
1: where the University of Miami is located. Ugh. Florida and Keith is probably like screaming at us.
2: (laughs) Okay. So he,
1: because you need to win three games.
2: Yes. And tech. Well, there's the other, there's the other thing you need to win them probably on the road. Yeah.
1: The, the road home thing hasn't like, it hasn't been as significant or as dramatic as the Friday, Saturday slash Sunday. yeah it's not as much of a
2: drop-off i I guess
1: there is a there is a drop-off home and away it's like obvious it's worse in the third game um so i take it back you would need you would need (laughs) to find some magic in that third day of pitching to make it to a super regional
2: in the third day of hitting that's what's so bizarre about all of this
1: yeah, and I, I I keep going back to pitching. It's not just a it's not a pitching. I, I just said that too, but but then if you get to a super regional, granted we we felt really good about the super regional last year because Texas Tech had not lost a super regional going to last season and then got swept in very uncomfortable weathered. <laughs> Oops, I hit the uh, thing against Stanford. But like if you can, if you can get to stan if you can get to a super regional, you get back to the You only need two wins. However, if it comes down to needing a third in a super regional, better just go ahead and return your tickets and your hotel rooms in Omaha.
2: Well, they're okay. So they're 20 and three at home, 10 and nine away. So a little bit, you know, they're, they're hovering at 500 on, on away games. Not, not a great look. And, and some of those, of those Niners, you know, two of them are to Grand Canyon. And like what? Of course, Grand Canyon's awesome. We've, we've talked about this already. They're really good.
1: So four of those nine have also been Big 12 games. Yes. True. So there's six. You had two uh, in that opening series. And then one against Iowa.
2: Is the Oklahoma, yeah, the Oklahoma game's neutral. Two and four at neutral games. Yee. I guess so then the
1: the two games in Arlington would have been a neutral series. Yep. Anyways. um, Yeah, I'm going to soften my stance. I'm probably going to be more aligned with you. Like unless you can see some marked improvement this weekend and next weekend and in a third game scenario in the Big 12 tournament, which Texas Tech has historically not made it three games into the Big 12 tournament. No, I would not be super high on your chances to get out of a regional this year. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance. Which is wild because you're, you're, you're a really good team.
2: Yes. But you can't and You're get, third
1: in the Big 12. But you, you're, you're, in, you're in a spot right now where you can't get th- a third win in a weekend or in a tight turnaround tournament-type series to escape. Because getting to Omaha and only having two pitchers is a little easier to get around as we've seen Michigan do it a couple of years ago. They only use two starters. Pissed me off. Yes. Those a-holes do like 800 pitches on that week. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, like the regional may be your biggest test.
2: Yes. Yes. Because if, if you can get, if you, if you get to the super regional, then,
1: you don't need a third win. You need no. two wins.
2: You may play lights out the first two games and then lose, lose 11 to one. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like Okay. But is it double elimination or is it just best of three on that? It's the same. No. Oh. Well, then it would be over. You wouldn't need a third game.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. In the Super Regional, like, if you just get those first two wins, it's over.
2: I'm figuring this out.
1: It's a three-game series. Best of three double elimination. Either way. Gosh, I'm so so good with baseball. Big 12 standings. You mentioned that Texas Tech is third somehow, some way. Yes. Oklahoma State is in first, 13 and five. Got a chance to to chip into that lead. TCU second at 13 and eight. They have only one series remaining, whereas Oklahoma State has Texas Tech and then Baylor. Texas Tech 11 and seven, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma remaining, and then Oklahoma right there with you and mm-hmm. third slash fourth
2: also at 11 and seven with West Virginia and then Texas tech remaining. So tech really has a chance to I mean that they're going to play the first place team and the team they're currently tied with. So they can really make up some ground here. And I think if
1: theoretically they, you could still possibly win the regular season conference title.
2: Yeah. And I would say if you get up to, you also could slide down to fifth. Sure. Or sixth. Yes. <laughs> I, I think if you get up to, if there's a way to get to second, which I, I, I can't do that much math on the fly, but I think there is a way to get to second place. Uh, you're, you're two games out of second. Right. So you'd have to make up on uh, TCU might sweep Kansas. So that would be kind of tough. But I think if you get to second, would that guarantee you a spot for a regional? For hosting a regional, or do you think they would that would vault your r p i up enough this, I don't know. this is just where I'm lost,
1: you, but you just need to, you need to worry about Oklahoma state yes, you're exactly right
2: you're exactly right
1: uh before we get into that preview though, up down the rankings as of today, the tenth d one baseball has you holding strong at ninth, which is wild again, to go back and say. You're 46th in RPI, which is the big number in terms of what we're looking at hosting. Whereas one of the main major ranking services has you on the bubble of being a super regional host, mm-hmm. whereas the RPI rankings has you on the bubble of not making a regional. <laughs> yeah, it's wild how, how these these things vary so wildly. Uh, baseball America has you 15th. Moved up a couple spots from 17th. Perfect Game has kept you at 15th. National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association has you at 6th, up from 9th. Collegiate Baseball making a reappearance in their rankings for the first time in a month at number 30. Uh, and, and how many do they rank, Spencer? 30. Yay! The Massey ratings dropped you a couple spots from 26th to 28th. RPI did move up from 51st to 46th. I'm not sure how, because you didn't get that kind of a bump from beating Abilene Christian. I can tell you that.
2: Well, I don't know what said they said Wildcat bump, and then the coach's
1: poll dropped you from 12th to, to 13th.
2: Yeah, so the coaches poll and D1 baseball, and really, I guess perfect game. They've they've probably been some of the most consistent as far as just rankings go. Yeah, not, and, and not including at- the you know like ratings like Massey ratings and stuff and RPI. Those have been pretty consistent the last few weeks too. But,
1: and if you were to use those rankings and ratings as a regional slash super regional projection, that's a two seed in the regional. And if you were to get through that, a super regional type team, if you look at the top 16, yeah, because the, the super regional is the final 16 teams, sweet
2: 16, if you will, Omaha's elite eight. And who knows this team might make some noise in the big 12 tournament. Not that it'll matter to much of this, but play that, that tournament in Arlington this year. Yeah. Could be something upcoming
1: schedule. We talked about already Oklahoma state. You're making your first trip out to O'Brate stadium. The only stadium you will hear me in the big 12, the only big 12 stadium that you will hear me talk positively about. I thought K state had a nice one. No. (laughs) Okay. Um, the new stadium that they built at Oklahoma State, if you haven't seen it, is impressive. Now, I learned something in today's podcast prep. As good as it looks, like it looks like a legit minor league stadium, like a really hot place to play. A permanent attendance capacity of only thirty five hundred. Wow. Dan Law Field holds forty two
2: hundred ish. Abilene Christian had had holds more than that. that. Crutcher Scott or yeah, and which is it's wild because like you look Semper at the Fidelis or whoever whoever that the guy was named after,
1: you look at their stadium you're like man, that's a really good looking stadium. A lot of it is is like the 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 bleachers or the the general admission type seating outside is capped because of all the suites taken up around it. Ah, um, like their their outdoor seating the sections, especially, you know, between first base home and third base actually fairly limited, like maybe 10 rows deep in these sections, if not fewer than that, and then they, and then they do have some outfield seating. It's
2: what do you, mm, I guess because you can just sell the seats for hire and just make more money, but well, they have, they have a ton of suites too. outside of that. Uh, wouldn't you want more people and more noise and more of a home field advantage? I mean, if you're going to build this new state of the art facility, it seems like it's not the same as building a smaller basketball arena, Texas. Cause I mean, it, I get that because of how noise works and how acoustics work, you know, if, if, because one of the
1: loudest NFL stadiums in Seattle holds like what? 60,000 people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like so it, it,
1: has, it has sometimes less to do with number
2: of people in the stadium than the design of it. Yeah, and I don't know how much they hold at Kansas City, and but that's uh, uh, that's large. another one. But I'm I'm just thinking that there's there's definitely an advantage to having a smaller arena for basketball, just because you cram more people, or you know, per square foot, and you're going to get a louder, more raucous. Uh, home home court advantage, but I'm not quite sure I understand the same thing with baseball because the acoustics are just so everywhere. Well, because it's just a big open field. It's just a big open field, and people, they just build the, they build the. oh, well, we're going to build some down the third baseline here, but not at the other one. Yeah. We're going to have some seats in left field. We don't know why, because we have some spots. We're, we're not going to have seats in right field, though. Or we're going to have, the, I mean, it's just every baseball stadium just, yeah, we're going to make it this far to hit a home run. I don't know. Let's just wing it. (laughs) Let's just say a couple things. I want to go back. There's a parking lot back there.
1: (laughs) Arrowhead holds 76,000. Woo. Okay. That's a lot of people. And then uh, the way, the way that you were describing that actually reminded me how I can paint the visual picture of what that is, this permanent seating in Obrate. Okay. Imagine Dan Field, Rip Griffin Park. You know how there's the, the, the field level, not field level, but that first section of seating that you see from the broadcast. Yes and there's a break, and then Texas Tech has an, a, a larger top section. Yes. Imagine there not being that top section, but just a wall of suites there. That is the seating around Obrate. It's like, I can't zoom in on this photo, but it is one, two, three. If, if the, Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're analyzing this seven. too much. They have seven... Rows. That I mean and this isn't in their permanent seating. They have an expanded number of eight thousand. And I'm sure if they're hosting a super regional and, and that that doesn't require some kind of
2: It's just construction
1: deceiving. that you would have, you know.
2: All these imageries, it, it just looks like, oh gosh, there's you know, they could probably fit five thousand people in there. Wow. Thirty
1: five hundred. That's bizarre. Anyways,
2: I'm actually looking forward to that this season. Sure. Yeah. See. I mean, it's still it's a great looking ballpark. Yeah,
1: it is, it is, um, besides the capacity, the nicest facility in the Big 12. Um, Oklahoma State's 34 and 13 on the year, 13 and 5 in the Big 12. They did play a midweek series, no, a weekend series last weekend. They swept Southeast Missouri State. Go Ozarks. Just kidding. That's not what they are. But
2: have you watched the, the latest season? No. Yeah, me neither. I I heard it was actually kind of rather disappointing. You know what I? You know what I thought about doing? I'm sorry. We're talking Ozark, real really quickly. I watched uh, episode one of part one of season six or whatever this is. And I was <laughs> just like four, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And uh, I, I just I, I watched that one. I thought, okay, all right, I'll I'll, I'll finish part one. And I never did. And then part two came out. And now I'm just kind of like, I may just read spoilers. Is that that, weird to do that? Does this pick up right where the last season left off
1: where? Yes. The three of them go to see their, their big boss and the big boss kills that lawyer
2: lady. I mean, we're talking spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We're we're talking like within minutes after that is how this season picks back up. There's some weird flash forward thing before I hate that. Yeah. And and I don't know what it pays off to yet. I, I just this show's just kind of I'm just kind of done with it. Now, but I've come this far. I feel like I should just if anyone knows, DM me at Michael <laughs> underscore LBK. Just just tell me what happened or or send me a, a good article that has a cliffs note version of how this last season went. Okay. All right. So Oklahoma State took down the Ozarks after they swept Texas. In Austin, the weekend before, which we mentioned last week. They are, in terms of ratings, rankings, number three in the country. Going to be a tough test. They are pretty salty.
1: They are playing Dallas Baptist, currently up 7-6 to in the ninth. Mm. Two outs.
2: Very good little baseball
1: game. Top of the ninth, Oklahoma State is batting. So they're trying to build on that lead. Give that a little bit more insurance runs before Dallas Baptist comes back up to bat in the bottom of the ninth. Um, And then, like we said earlier, your final series will be the following weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Oklahoma this weekend, at least in terms of series, not series season numbers and stats, uh, what I can tell, Oklahoma State is not the offensive powerhouse it has been. They've been more defensive and pitching-minded. Um, it is difficult to compare offensive stats because really it's Texas Tech and Texas and then everybody else. And really it's Texas, Texas Tech, and then everybody else in terms of offense. Um, their average, their team average, uh, 284 to your 300. Slugging percentage, you have Texas Tech hits 5.11 to their 4.68. On base percentage, you do quite a bit better about getting on base, 4.13 to 3.86. You hit nine more home runs on the year, which is not a significant number, but it is something. You've scored 100 more runs on the year than they have, which is significant. They've struck out about 20 more times than you have, and they've stolen 17 more bases defensively though their pitching staff is good for a 417 ERA to your 521 opponents are batting just 231 against Oklahoma pitching to your 257 they've walked 172 batters to your 180 given up basically the same number of home runs 48 to to your 49 Um, they've allowed 50 Plus fewer runs on the year. Yeah. But you've scored a hundred more runs.
2: This is and, and tech's only won two more games. They've struck out or no, wait, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Uh Tech has lost two more games.
1: Yeah. They've struck out in terms of their pitching staff has struck out fifty more batters than you have. And fielding percentage, they actually do have a, a good little uh Advantage nine eighty two to your nine seventy seven. So defense and pitching is where Oklahoma State is really good this year. Defense wins championships, oh, man, right? You beat me to it, man. Right. I was
2: just like waiting. I was waiting to
1: because uh, offense doesn't travel or something. Y'all ever heard that? Something. Y'all
2: ever heard the defense wins championships?
1: We're gonna win a championship at Texas Tech.
2: No one ever says. No one ever says that. I've never heard
1: that before. And then uh. Yeah, uh, offensively, you know it's one of those things like your offense against their defense, Um, and then if you can figure out Game Three, um, I I'm not saying you're going to win the series because
0: uh, that's a tough uh, that's a tough
1: ask as good as your Friday Saturday teams performances have been. If you get a a season, um, what what would you call that? the expected outcome based on your season statistics so far on Friday, Saturday, I like your chances to win those games.
2: I mean, the one thing on your side is Oklahoma state also lost a series to TCU. Did they get swept? No, (laughs) they won their first game 13 to two. So no, they did not.
1: Anyway. So your work building, trying to cut up into out of third place. of Big 12 starts this weekend against Oklahoma State. The Pokes and Stillwater at the new O'Brate Stadium Friday night.
2: Are you all ready for an ad read? Here we go. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. It's also a good place to get some feedback on tri-tip seasoning, like we did a couple weeks ago. Someone chimed in while they were listening about my choice to use Montreal steak seasoning, and maybe I shouldn't have mentioned a brand name in an ad read, but this is, this is how I roll. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow us at 23 Personnel. To be notified when our group goes live, we will, we will be going live on ColorCast Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Texas time. Come with your spiciest takes.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
1: All right, Michael. Yes. I have a question, Mark. This next section of the notes document. We're just going We're going to talk through it. Okay, let's do it. Odds and ends, football, basketball. You got anything? I. Yeah, same.
2: I, I think... Because uh, we're, we're really... I think Joey th- McGuire got inducted to the... Texas high school
1: college sorry Texas high school football Hall of Fame
2: yeah which is awesome. Um, uh, What else did I see that was semi interesting? Oh, they were recruiting somewhere in Austin on like a Thursday night. (laughs) Like they, they're just everywhere. Um, You know, the Gauchos had a good good post going off big big game Boomer who um, you know I I think just all he excels in is Excel uh, and just making rankings up. But anyway, they, they were able to take his rating of Joey McGuire as one of the nicest coaches and have people come up with all these incredulous, nice things that Joey McGuire did for them as in, you know, like deliver babies, change flat tires, uh, put their kids through college, all of these things, big, credible things,
1: big Phil, the, Oh, he had one of the best. One. Yeah. You sent tramps. You sent us that one. Yeah. Okay. I had, had a good one. Yeah. He was the bell ringer during the Texas tech, Texas game in 08.
2: Yep. Um, McGuire actually told him according to big Phil, like you need to ring that bell. You need to stick that tongue out. Let's
1: go. (laughs) I I did see something something really interesting. That was a, one of those where you call upon the internet to find somebody. Oh, and they were looking for two individuals. One, the saddle tramp bell ringer that first got on camera doing some really interesting Oh, the, the, ha- the, the kind of long-haired guy? Yes. Okay. That they found him, not on Twitter, but one of the one of uh, Twitter like users. Like at his place of employment, probably? <laughs> well, <let's>, <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy said, hey, that's actually like a, my freshman year roommate. Oh, okay. And they were still friends. since like, They texted him. He posted a screenshot of their text conversation. The other guy they were looking for was the sad writer from the Oklahoma State football game, 66 <laughs> to 6, the head down, guns up. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for him. I don't really? know if they found him yet.
2: I wonder if they're looking. D- does Does anyone ever look for the redheaded guy dancing in the stands?
1: The dancing ginger.
2: Is that, is that his name? Is that his official name?
1: That's what we called him. No, oh, okay. He was there when I was a student. It was like, great. He was more. He was a couple years younger than I was, but he was a calm student. He was so mass comm. He was a lemons lemonade kind of guy. Is that a, a very specific reference? Like you? No, no. Like, like life.
2: It? He He was obviously handed lemons. And the dude was just like, "I'm (laughs) going to dance. This is fun. This is this is how we dance." He he was just handed horrible, horrible defense and lackluster offense, and decided to just dance through it. Let me just tell you, if if it wasn't for my very
1: first year before I went and uh, had some religious service time, like my my years as a student at Texas Tech would have it, it encompassed the worst period of Texas Tech athletics. Yeah. Well, no, I say that some of the worst, um, I came back as a student, so I, I was there for the o seven o eight year. I was still working before I left in the 08 football season. Uh, I came back in time for the 2010 season, which wasn't bad. I don't think for was- the end of the 2010 season. As a student. I mean, you know, the whole Tuberville forward, thing was, yeah. was kind of 10, 11, and I graduated in 12. It's just been,
2: it's been the start of a rough decade. Yeah. Just sure. right there. So yeah, back to what you originally said, even though we talked for like five minutes about, we we have no notes on basketball and football. Um, basketball
1: well, is earning. We're still, we're still waiting for, for the NBA draft grades to come out. Or not, not not to come out, but for, for things to kind of settle down with that, because we're looking at Fardaz Amik Amak mm-hmm. um, as he's committed and signed to play for Texas Tech, but is still in the draft protocol preparation or whatever you want to call it.
2: And guys that are no longer Red Raiders, but were invited to the G League. I don't – I mean, I guess G, more of like a G League evaluation or workout. I know McCullough was invited and Bryson Williams – both were invited. So that's good news. Good, good for luck for those two. Williams. For the
1: <laughs> shade. What? Throw, what? In the, throw in the shade. No, I, I mean, I guess I, I can wish Kevin McCullough luck and play sure. professionally. If he plays
2: professionally, yeah.
1: Because then I don't have to worry about, you know, playing against him, rooting against him. Oh man. Can
2: you just all the think pieces if he goes to Kansas and, and finds a role, which he might. He's a talented player. Like a 7th If he's truly, the, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. If he's truly <laughs> their sixth man means. or something over there, or somehow ends up as a starter, I mean, just imagine the. Your friend Fraschella. God bless him. He's great. He's awesome uh, that, for that the Big Twelve. Sufferable. Oh, but
1: he would. He he loves Kevin McCullough.
2: Oh my gosh, it would just Already. be nonstop. This guy came from. He was on that team. They went to the. They went to the championship team. Played for Mark Adams, McCullough, back back in Lubbock, he's back to, at Evie Mae's barbecue, coming to win a championship. I think I don't know what accent I'm doing, but it's it's awful. Yeah. But yeah, he's I just all of all of the think pieces on that. Ugh. just another reason to not go to Kansas if at all possible. Yeah. All right, so we're we're moving through
1: this. Let's yeah. uh, let's wrap this up with what we learned. All right, cool. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir i don't know either all right we got a couple things first i need to remind everybody that today's episode of the 23 personnel podcast is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink it's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow into having your favorite team rising tide lists all boats so go check them out online or on social Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink, spelled like sports drink but without the vowels, S P R T S D R N K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out.
2: All right, Michael. I have two things I learned this week. Uh, if, if you're up for going through both,
1: and I also have one more. I, I have a, a Little League update.
2: Oh, okay. That I'll slide oh, in here. This is this will be not not to let everyone down, but this will be the final little league update. Possibly. <sighs> okay. Well, mine's kind of related too, because my little five-year-old graduated from preschool today. Nice. And I should have consulted with you about this Spencer, because you've been through this. You've been through a preschool graduation. I'd imagine a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. I did not know they were going to be almost like a, like a somber affair <laughs> because the, the teachers are so sweet and so nice and they, they teared up each time they introduced their kids cause they were going to miss them so much. And they made, you know, they were so proud of them of what the, all they learned this year. And I was like, well, I, I came, I came expecting thinking, oh, this is great. What a celebration. This is going to be fantastic. And, and then I get there and I'm immediately just like fighting back, fighting back the West Texas in my eye because it just, you start hearing the stories and then you see the kids and the kids are being, you know, they're they're taking this so seriously, which is just so cute on a whole nother level. And then on top of all this, they did a slideshow, Spencer. Oh no. Yes. They did a slideshow and I was trying to look up the song before you came over, but I forgot. I didn't find, I didn't have, time. It, uh, Oh my gosh. It, it sure it? sounded like Alison Krauss, but I'm not positive if that's who it was.
1: It wasn't the graduation song by, I feel like the artist had the word orange in her name. I don't
2: know. Hold on. I will find it. I'll play it. Dude, you, you you find won't. that, but it was I mean it was basically whatever it was was written uh, like almost in the frame of a graduation that wasn't from high school. Vitamin C. That's where I got. The oh no, from. it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that one. That that Friends is pretty good. Though. Something about orange. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they did the slideshow and they had that that killer, sad but super relevant and perfectly picked song going and you know, the teachers were emotional and I was just like, man, it." I learned that those things blindside you. I just was, I was not prepared. I I will be prepared for the next milestone graduation, whatever that is. I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Oh, I did find out though. Oh yeah. Cause that came out right around, Oh, it stopped Why did it right stop? around my time anyways but uh i will i did find out that what was what was cool about this is they as they were introducing all the graduates as they came across they said what they wanted to be when they grew up uh-huh and somehow mine wants to be a paleontologist which Dude. totally makes sense because so does she's grayson talks she's about all the time she's super into dinosaurs because i asked her i was like does she I said, okay, so what does a paleontologist do? And she said, well, they they look for fossils. I was like, okay. And then I said, well, what are fossils? And she said, bones. And I said, bones of what? They owned you, man. And she said, bones of T-Rex. She didn't specifically say dinosaurs, but T-Rex is her favorite. So I thought, well, all right, well, maybe she's onto it. How do I get her enrolled in that in Cooper Elementary? Is there like a path? Is they, there a path from kindergarten to paleontology? They do have a, a really good STEM Kids program. don't change their mind.
1: <laughs> of course not.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. We're just going to have this in the background. Okay, so why don't you share your final Little League update with this in the background? I, you just I need to have everybody enjoy this with us. Is this like a remix or was it always like this? It's oh no, this is it. This is it, isn't it? I think not that's not fair yeah here you
0: go yeah
1: yeah okay, <laughs> that's the extent of my singing on the program all right speaking of graduations and finality of things we had our final little league game tonight That's enough vitamin C for today. Thank you.
2: Speaking of vitamin C, Athletic Greens is. Oh, wait. Nope. Sorry. That's no free ads. No free ads. We're done with that. Go ahead. Game number 12 is in the books. Our little
1: Braves finished three and nine. One of those wins, Michael.
2: So no bowl game. It was a forfeit. Oh, no. So we won two games this year. We only played 11 games, essentially. Did you have a, did you have a pitching problem or was it hitting
1: both? Oh no, but I wasn't pitching.
2: No, I know. I know. I'm not saying it was you.
1: And then what, what really hurts, frustrating going into the season. I had, I had plans. I had lined up. I had a a team. I had some coaches together that I was like, we're going to coach together. We're going to put together a really good team. I like how you coach. We all get along. Blah, blah, blah. I've told this story many times. I was so frustrated when it all fell apart. I was like, fine, I won't coach. Right. I won't coach. I won't do yeah. it. What frustrated me is one of the dads from that trio that we were supposed to get together ended up coaching. But it was, it's this weird connection, okay? So after our little league season last year, we there were several on that team that went on to a travel organization called West Texas Ropes. They accepted enough players into the organization to need a second coach pitch team. Hmm. And they, they had asked me to help or to coach that team. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, ended up being like, actually, I, sorry, can't. Um, so this year it was going to be a combination of a coach from that organization. And the three of us, but what ended up happening was three coaches from that organization and the other dad ended up being together. Anyways, long story short, we played them tonight. We got it was drilled, but there was hope there at one point of the game, right? There, there was a little bit. So glimmer. like, we were the visiting team. So we batted first three up, three down real, real fast, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate because like it had nothing to do with the team we were playing either. Two strikeouts and then a really soft hit line drive or not line drive, uh, ground ball out at first. Give it four runs in the bottom of the first. Not the end of the world, cause this team, like I said, is really good and typically
2: like that's hail. That's hail. It's hailing now. It's
1: okay. My Durango's a golf ball anyways. Um That's really coming down, dude.
2: <laughs> well it it always sounds really loud. At my house. Because there's no attic above
1: me here. There's something over here that's getting hit pretty good. Anyways, um, so bottom of the first, down 4 nothing. Come at the top of the second. We we get two runs back. 4-2. Then we give up three, the bottom of the second. So 7-2. Top of the third, we don't score. 7-2. They don't score. Ugh. I was like, oh, here we go. We're, we're back in this. Top of the fourth. We scored two more, seven four. Like, okay, we're getting this. Yes,
2: that that, that does not feel insurmountable no. with the crazy things that can happen in, uh, you know, a little league game. Well, it's not little league, but you know what I mean. It is a little. It's league. little league. They scored eleven more
1: runs <laughs> to end the game to our zero. Uh, they went eleven zero,
2: little scoring. Just a little, screen. just a little 11-0. You know what was so did he Tech being, that? Yeah. Tech did that in Abilene, didn't they? So the game ended up eighteen to four. Oh, at one point was seven to four. Okay, you told me some about this score. I don't think I ever did the math though. Eighteen to four, and, and you know
1: what's let's even worse. We were all, we only had one out the bottom of the fifth when time expired and the game ended. They <sighs> were going to score more.
2: We all just thankful. I'm like, okay, good. Well, and here's the let's thing. Get, let's get this game. The the the, let's, the, let's the pitching coach
1: like. If I was any more prideful about my teams, I would have taken offense to this. The first pitch to every batter, the bottom of that inning that they scored seven runs in, threw it 10 feet over their heads. Oh. On purpose, threw the first pitch unhittable to slow everything down. He was slowing the game down to get out of the, to to finish the game. Yeah. But he only did it one pitch, which was fine, whatever. I it still takes time to get the ball back. And then their hitters were like, hey, crank the next one. It's like, it, it really only helps if like, you can get more than two pitches in and at bat. Anyways, um, they had a couple kids on that team from our team last year. One was the seven year old that we drafted. And when we drafted them, the entire room of coaches groaned because everybody wanted him. <laughs> and then I had three or however many teams come up and offer a trade for him. And I was like, based on how many people want this kid? No.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: He, Ate our lunch tonight as an eight-year-old. Struck out the first time out there was like whew, dodged a bullet. Came up to bat four more times. We didn't get through our order twice. They were on their fifth rotation through their their lineup mm. when the game in. He had I, I I don't score the opposite team on my phone anymore because it takes too much of my time and effort. And I don't really care to do that. I think of his four hits, one double, two triples, and a
2: home run. And, and then the other is kid. Is What do you call that? Do you, that's not quite a cycle. Uh, it's almost a cycle. So, he, so all he, he needs is a, a single. single
1: but <laughs> the way could. that he was like <laughs> launching just, the ball deep into left field, he wasn't going to stop at first. Oh, man. And the other kid we had on our team from last year, he played pitcher for them this year. His name is Chance. It's like singles? I don't hit singles. Chance is one of those kids, like as a seven year old last like, if I'm drafting, I'm going after Chance. I, w- I want Chance on my team. And I, I approached his dad about, it's like, hey, like before the whole travel ball team idea came up, I was, was going to be me, Chad, which is this other kid's dad. Mm-hmm. And then Chance's dad, I was like, the three of us, we, we could do some damage. Sympatico. It didn't come to be. It's fine. Anyways, last game, uh, three and nine, 18 to four, 18 to four tonight. I, I going into the game was not in a good mood. It's like, this is, I was already in a bad mood. And I, I tried to just like accept, like, this is not going to be a pretty game. It, I think it was the most lopsided game we had all season, even against the number one team in our division, which I think we, I think we held them 11 to seven or something. It was a lot closer. Yeah. I think
2: you're right. Based off just the conversations we've had, that definitely sounds like the, um, the worst
1: one. And it, it got away from us in that, that bottom, that last of the fifth, bottom of the fifth inning, which technically didn't need to happen. So, like, the game could have ended 11-7. to seven. Um, Anyways, the the head coach tonight, texting between me and the other, other coaches, said, hey, we'll, we'll get back together here in a couple of days, talk about our all-star nominations, and I laughed. <laughs> and I felt bad. <laughs> but then I didn't. I just... I want to read these to you. These are little league baseball stats, right? This is the definition of meaningless and stupid, but I track it in case we were a lot better to make a case for all-star nominations. Cause this is how I made a case for four of my kids from last year to make teams. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing. The best team was the head coach's son, right? but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the all-star nominations, you can you typically nominate three kids from your team. And I, like I said, I was lucky enough to get four on my team last year from my team onto an all-star team. Cause I had stats to back it up. And the two coaches putting together all-star teams, like watched a lot of our games and they, they fought over kids <laughs> anyways. So this kid, uh, head coach's oldest son. So he had a younger son that also played on our team. Batting average was 833. Oh, my. Really good. Yeah. Because it was little league, and this guy didn't really know what he was doing. He played him out of position all year. I would not have played him in third base. He played at third base all year. Should have played a shortstop. Our next best
2: batting average, 476. Which is still good, but maybe not for little league standards.
1: Right. 476 455 444 a player that i would have said was our like a really good player for us 381 which was sixth on the team you know where grayson was Mm. seventh at 320 again a great batting average if it wasn't coach pitch yeah um last year let me just
2: Last year, how many? What do you? What do you have on your phone? It, it, it's a. It's how much it's Little a, league
1: stats. Do you have in the palm scoring, of your hand? It's a scoring app where I, I keep track of it. Like I said, okay. okay. Now, granted, this includes tournament play as well. There's 17 yes. games of data for last year, whereas I only have 12 for this year. Our best batter last year hit 930. He was batting a thousand going into the tournament. He had not gotten out. Wow. The entire season until we got to the tournament.
2: I don't think I realized that you had that kind of an ace last year. Our next
1: best hitter, 786. The kid that ate her lunch tonight that was really good on our team last year, 766. The surprise of the team, that like really unathletic eight-year-old that just somehow found a way to get on base every time, 735. The kid, this team that I wanted to build up with this chance hit 604. Then we had a 566, 350, Grace hit 308. And then uh, a 229, 190, 176, and a zero. But very, very top heavy. We had four hitting 700 or better, six hitting 550 or better. Whereas this year we had one hitting 550 or better. Our, guide, our our coach did not draft bats, and we didn't get good defensively either. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad we're over. Um, yeah. Little league season, our Braves, done. We may have an all-star player, maybe. The problem is, and it happened last year too, good kids on bad teams didn't get picked up by the all-stars. Ah man. That's unfortunate. Because they just kind
2: of assumed, like, Oh well, the team wasn't good. The team was bad. There's nobody on there that was any good. Yeah, got yeah. yeah, some guy bad is something. Which is why
1: they like they were implementing like you can only send three kids from your team, so they wouldn't have like the all star team being the number one team plus the best player off of the second, the or third second team. or third team. Yeah. So they have two all star teams. That can, those coaches or which are the coaches of the first and second place teams can only take three of their own kids. Someone on the Braves might represent. Yeah, this kid would be the only person that would nominate. And I'd be like, look, like if I was making the nomination, I was like, I'm giving you one player because he absolutely deserves to be on it. Anyways, the league season's done. We suck. <laughs> the team was terrible. At least it's over. At least it's over here i was thinking we were going to end this in the, the episode early We we were at like 35 minutes all right we're done well you went off on little league man I that's did. just how that that's how that tends to go well and then you know vitamin c and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right let's wrap this up what's the last thing that we learned
2: the last thing i learned pre-marinated fajitas are foolproof it's almost cheating the that that pack of pre-marinated chicken or beef that you can get especially at h-e-b h-e-b has uh, chicken thighs that are marinated in like some sort of lime and citrus stuff going on. You got me. It's chicken thighs. So. And the, well, they're, they're boneless. It's fine. Yeah. Even better. Oh, oh oh no. You, you like chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. You're in. Okay. I'm all in on chicken thighs. Yeah. So what, what blew my mind was we decided to do fajitas for Mother's Day. We've talked about this last week. Good choice. And. Thank you. And we did beef and chicken. And the beef was like 22 bucks for two and a half pounds of pre-marinated
1: skirt steak, which is stupid. Cause skirt steak was like, it's like the brisket. Like it's a, but it's it a, is, it's a, it's a, it keeps going up though. It's a crap cut that they found a use for. And now it's like, well now it's really expensive cause it's in demand. But here like brisket, like you couldn't, you, oh no. you couldn't get meat sold from that part of the
2: cow. Now it's like
1: six bucks a pound.
2: Yeah. And so now, so you're going to find that in fajitas. But the good news is two and a half pounds of chicken, chicken thighs was less than eight bucks. And it's pre-marinated. All you got to do is (laughs) throw it on the grill. Don't burn it. I mean, I I don't Don't know. Yeah. Just, just don't screw it up because we had, I had so many compliments about the meat and and I just thought, guys, anybody could have done this. This was, this was not me. I will take the compliments for sure. And yes, I added some smoky flavor to it, but man, the smoker did. Yeah, I mean, it was just like <laughs> this was. I just forgot I hadn't done fajitas in so long that I forgot how foolproof it is and how fun it is to cook. And then you get it's it fast. just right. Yeah, it's pretty fast, and then you you just slice them all up right there while everybody's there, and they're all everything's still warm. And anyway, it just it just almost seems like cheating, and it probably is. There's probably something like, well, you've got to. You've got to buy the skirt steak yourself, and then you've got to buy nine pounds of citrus, and and then create your own no. marinade. He's like, Nah, man, just just pay a little. Somebody packaged this, came up with this this uh, marinade. It, it tenderizes stuff. It's just there's nothing to it. It's wonderful. So we did a
1: uh, Pioneer Woman creamy mustard sauce with chicken. Yes, for Mother's Day. That's okay, it. that uh that. Creamy mustard sauce is a favorite recipe of ours. I've almost got it memorized. I've made it so much.
2: Do you, do you like brush it on as you're cooking it, or is it uh, afterwards? Well, well, you actually make the sauce. So first, you you you,
1: well, you prepare the chicken
2: however you want to. We,
1: we like to do it just in cubes once it cooks.
2: Once oh, I start. see. Okay, okay. And I was then, envisioning like quarters or yeah, you know, so leg quarters or something. So
1: you can take like strips or breasts or thighs or legs, even like you can use whatever cut you want. Of chicken you cook it. You pull it out of the pan. You leave the juices and salt, whatever quick garlic. And then it calls for brandy, which we just substitute chicken stock for because it calls for chicken stock later. Um, and then a total of two tablespoons of mustard. So one yellow, one Dijon ah. and then heavy cream Okay, and then the trick is because I've 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 always had this sauce break on me, which is just, it'll separate oils and fats.
2: Yeah, let it simmer for a good you, while, you, or you what? You got to cut the heat way down.
1: Okay. Um, this weekend it stuck together. I was like, you oh, get this done. is fantastic. You did it. Uh, the only problem was that, like, okay, so I I put in all this cream and it said add chicken stock back into this. To get your desired consistency i was like okay that's too thick that's too thick that feels right and then you put the chicken back into it i did that and then the sauce for whatever reason then got really thin i was like crap i put too much chicken stock in and it was it it didn't end up being that thin um but that was really good then we did red lobster rolls
2: oh man Um, those cheddar biscuits or whatever they cheddar biscuits yeah and then that and then we had some side i don't remember yeah, we did full. And by we, I mean, we we celebrated my wife's Mother's Day on Saturday, so she got to have a full day just to her. And then we had our mothers over on Sunday, and so, uh, you know, it's not like I was enlisting my wife to help me cook on for herself on Mother's Day. Sure. So it, it she did. She sauteed the veggies for that, and she made some queso, and then. So we just had like fajitas and chips and Sounds awesome. my mom brought guacamole and she's, she makes this great uh, black bean corn salad from the Perini's cookbook, which is one of my favorite things she does. And then we had just all the, all the fixins, all the trimmings for the fajita, however you wanted to make it. Cholula sauce. We had sour cream. We had shredded cheddar. We had you make a fajita 19 different ways. And I sent them all home with leftovers. And then I just finished <laughs> the leftovers for lunch today. Fajitas. Awesome. Yeah. I've got to do. And, and chicken fajitas are cheap. Considering. I mean, it was it was great. Yeah, man. That's it. That's what I learned.
1: All right. That'll do it for us in 23 Personal Podcast. Almost exactly half sports, half food. <laughs> half non-sports. That is who we are at 23 Personal Podcast. For Michael, I'm Spencer... Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Be sure to catch the Oklahoma State Series this weekend in Oklahoma next week.
0: All right, that'll do it for us. Peace. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on StakingThePlanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.